Welcome to the Kinkist.com podcast, the safest, most comprehensive and educational space for kink, alternative lifestyle dating, connection, and community anywhere on the web. Our goal at Kinkist is to make the experience of connection one of substance and importance in this ever-increasing world of superficial monotony. Are you tired of online communities full of ghosts, bots, catfish, and time wasters? Does a community built upon the pillars of consent, education, and radical inclusion interest you? Head over to kinkus.com to sign up to help us create a community of people dedicated to consensual play, fun, education, and creativity. Kinkus.com, where we ask, what are you into? I am your host, The Real McCoy, longtime lifestyler, BDSM practitioner, and educator. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Matthias Omatola, author, intimacy coach, alchemist, teacher of Tantra and cosmic sexuality, practitioner of conscious kink and transformational BDSM. Welcome back, everyone, and welcome to the Kinkus podcast. And I'm here accompanied by the one, the only real McCoy. Hello, brother. Hello, everyone. Hello, Matthias. Nice to be back. Yeah, here we are, and we are talking about a really, um, I guess it's not a controversial issue. It's just a really sensitive issue. This is this is one that takes a lot of it's care a, when you're navigating. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one. You don't, you know, sometimes you know this can be something that, that comes between people, and so it's it's it can be controversial as to whether or not you even get involved. So this is this can be a controversial subject for some, and yeah, we're trying to make it less controversial and easier to navigate. Yeah. So this episode is all about supporting someone leaving a toxic relationship. So we've all either probably have been there or know somebody who's been in a relationship that is uh, you know harmful for both participants or one of the participants in it. And one of the, those people might've been a relative, somebody you love, care about a friend, or it might've been you yourself in it, or you might've been that toxic one to somebody else and then mm-hmm. not even really been aware of it. And in that situation, someone could have been telling you like, Hey, this relationship isn't good for you. This isn't healthy for you. And you might've stayed, or you've had a friend that has been in an abusive or toxic relationship that was really harmful to them. And you haven't known how to really navigate and support them. So we're going to go through uh, a lot of the different like tips and techniques to be able to help that process. There is no magic button here. So just be aware this is, you know, some of our best tips and tricks and, you know, things that we've gathered through our experience as well as other people's experiences. But there is no magic button on this. It's a sensitive, challenging subject. Yeah, this is a, it's a sensitive, challenging subject. And we did the last episode on the, the, the 12 signs that you're in a toxic relationship. So we wanted to do a follow-up and give, give some people some, some guidelines on how they can help, you know, someone in a toxic relationship. Or, you know, maybe through this episode, you'll see that the person that you're talking to is really trying to help you out of a toxic relationship, you know, so both, both sides of the coin here, we're trying to help people that are helping you and and help you to see that that's what they're doing. Yeah. And one of the first things to do, and this is just good in any type of relationship and especially for someone that you care about that might be going through something challenging and that's listen and listen first before anything else. And they might be a little bit reluctant to actually talk about it. So 
you know, inviting them to be able to ask you asking questions and curiosity about the relationship and then just let them talk. Don't be too anxious to give feedback or to judge or to criticize or to come up with anything else other than just listen to them thoroughly so you can hear what mm -hmm. their experience is like. Yeah, you don't want to infer any negative um, towards the what they're feeling or any negative towards their partner. A lot of times, you know, someone will come into you and they'll want to vent about what's going on with their partner. And you may see it as, as toxic, but, and you might identify it as toxic, but you need to let them kind of get through whatever it is they're saying. You need to, to allow them to, to speak and share and, and, and you need to just create that safe space for them to be able to share their experience. Because if you start then chiming in and, and saying, oh, that's, that's so bad. They should have never done that to you. And oh my gosh, you're in a toxic relationship. You need to leave immediately. Then you're going to potentially push that person away and not wanting to be vulnerable with you and not wanting to share anymore. So it could be counterproductive to getting that person out of that toxic relationship. So initially you definitely just want to sit and listen. And one thing that I'll give is, and this is a tool that I use a lot when communicating with someone, is use this term, and that is, tell me more. This is a, a term that you can use instead of you wanting to say anything that you're going to say, just saying, you know, tell me more about that, or uh, can you elaborate some more to allow them to really go deep into what they're experiencing so then they can have, you know, that sounding board and your interest can help them do more processing than you giving them any type of feedback in that process where now they're going to sometimes be defensive, look at it in a different way instead of just be able to communicate what they're experiencing entirely. So using the terms like tell me more, uh, elaborate, um, you know, or what's that like for you? You know, more questions to have them communicate more about their situation shows that you're listening and allows them to start moving more instead of being on the defensive or, or taking a different position. Yeah, yeah, all good. So another good um, one is to share unhealthy relationship experiences of your own, you know, ones or ones you have heard of. Maybe you maybe you don't have any um, toxic relationships of your own, but I think if you're uh, of a, of an age, then there's potential that you probably had even, even in your family, if you've had toxic relationships with your, within your family, you can always share those as well. Cause you might be trying to help someone out of a, a family toxic relationship. It might not be a couple's thing where it's, it's, uh, it's, it's two people that are now couples. It could be a family. It could be a friend. It could be anything. So, um, sharing any of those experiences, with someone will help you to relate to the situation and will help them to see that they're not alone in the situation and, and to hopefully see that there's ways to get out of it. Yeah. And I would say to add on top of that and something to build off of is, you know, we're using the term toxic pretty loosely here. So I would say, don't just jump into like toxic, 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 toxic. Sometimes a healthy relationship can move into a phase of being challenging and then it can become negative and then it can be destructive and then it can become toxic. So it, it might not be something that happens overnight. So don't just jump into, I, I mean, it, it is a buzzword. I get it. <laughs> like we're using it all the time, 
But sometimes a healthy relationship can move into challenges and it can become a tough relationship. And then there's different phases or there might be an aspect of it that's toxic and other things that are healthy. So don't be so quick to just use the label. And that's where sharing experiences. So you could talk about like, hey, I was in a really good relationship and then it got really hard, stayed too long. And before you knew it, we were just, you know, beating each other down emotionally and it, it wasn't good and it became toxic. You know, so stories like that where people can show that it's relatable and it's part of the human experience and it's not something that's, you know, um, just them. It, it's something that we all go through and relationships go through this. So um, there's different phases. It might not be all sunshine and lollipops, but it's not always just toxic either. So it's something to give them perspective on that, hey, you know, things change and maybe it's a little bit harder. Like I've gone through those changes or in my family, you know, I've seen these different things. So mm-hmm. just, just being in that and, and sharing that kind of bigger scope of experiences, it helps them know that they're not alone in, in those challenging times. No, that's a really, really good point. And it, it, it does, it does deserve something to be looked at. You know, it's, it's, we shouldn't just jump to the idea that it's toxic just because someone is struggling. You, you know, you said it, you nailed it on the head. Yeah. And I think that, that goes into our, our next point here and that's be gentle. And this can be a hard one, especially when you're dealing with a friend or somebody that you care about and you might feel that passion just welling up like, Ooh, I cannot stand their partner. They drive me wild. They're doing, you know, they're doing this stuff. My friend's always depressed when they leave or they're always frustrated. And you might feel that building up. Um, it's a good, it's a good idea to take a moment before presenting that and be gentle. So the person that you're trying to help can be in a receptive state, because if you're in this heightened emotional, uh, state, that's going to trigger something within them, whatever it's going to be. It's very different than you coming from a compassionate, gentle, you know, place. So, and rather than just saying something outright or blatant, you know, you can bring it up in a roundabout way. You can ask more clarifying questions. You don't want to just label something toxic. You can say, hey, you know what? I've, I've noticed some things about you. You seem like a little bit more down lately. You know, are you finding some things challenging? You used to be really happy in your relationship and, you know, leaving. But now it just seems like you're really anxious or anything. T- tell me what's going on. Like, so being more gentle and allowing them to come to you instead of you, you know, saying, Hey, I see you, you're depressed all the time. This is really toxic. That can, that can give a, it can give more leeway and more space for them to open up and, um, you know, interact with you in that process. Right. And, and, and be subtle. I mean, and in being gentle, you want to be subtle. You want to encourage your, your friend to use their own critical thinking. You know, maybe you want them to watch a movie with you and maybe that, that person in the movie is struggling with a certain decision or breaking up with someone or, or getting out of a relationship. And that's a, an opportunity for you to ask them about the movie and, and use that as an example of, Hey, this person is going through this. What do you think they should do in this situation? And that, uh, that encourages the person that you're trying to help to use their own critical thinking. So you shouldn't be influencing their critical thinking. You should be encouraging their critical thinking positive. Yeah. And I want to say on, on the, you know, on the, the other side of the same coin, it's going to determine, it's going to be determined by what type of relationship that you have. So being gentle is a good approach overall, but you might have a relationship with one of your 
friends where you can be really blatant. So that's going to be using your best judgment. Like if, uh, you know, between me and McCoy, we might be like, all right, hey, the, you know, this is how it is. And I can just say it straight up because we have that relationship and we appreciate the candor because we might be missing something. We might be in a fog of stress or anything else, you know, or, you know, the straw, the, the, the fog of passion or sex or any under whatever spell that you might be under in this crazy world of kink and a direct approach might be the best thing to say, really? Is, is that what it is? So it's good to know your audience. Starting off gentle is, is just a good approach overall. But if you have the ability to be very direct and you know that that's the type of relationship that you have, you can use that. It's just, once again, this, these are sensitive topics. So if you see someone who's really emotionally beat down by this, starting off gentle isn't a bad idea. And, you know, they can always say, hey, you know, tell me straight up, tell me how it is. Or do you want me to be, you know, brutally honest with you? And they can say, you know what? not right now or whatever. So you can, you can play that by ear, but know your relationship, but gentle is always a good place to start. Yeah. And, and next one on the list is, uh, you know, building up their self image, you know, a lot of times they're in a toxic relationship. They're already feeling a little bit down on themselves. They're already feeling like they're less than. So if you constantly encourage them and show them that they're they're okay by themselves. They're okay on their own. They are enough for everyone. They're not too much, you know, those kind of things, you know, reiterating to them their, their true value. Um, but not, not overdoing it. You're not, you're not overshowering them excessively. It's not flattery. Compensate. Yeah. It's not, it's not over flattery. This is something that you truly mean from your heart. You truly see in them. You just are trying to get them to see it. But building up their self-image can make them strong and make them feel empowered to potentially get out of this toxic relationship. Yeah. And honesty is the best policy in that is just reminding them of, you know, the characteristics that you like about them that are their, you know, their value as a, a person, as a friend, as someone that you care about, things that you enjoy about them, you know, and just telling them uh, about that in a very matter of fact, very honest way. Um, can help, especially if they're feeling down or beaten down and the, and the relationship is draining on them. They're, you can see they're feeling less than. So that's a great way to build people up. And, you know, one of the things on top of, you know, uh, building up, and this is a way to avoid breaking someone down, and that is judging or criticizing. So if you find yourself in a situation where you want to cast judgment and either about their decision making, because like, how could you choose someone that, you know, how could you sue someone so toxic? How can you stand like placing that brain blame and criticizing could be really hard for someone. And then often, and this is a really interesting thing, and it's counterintuitive, even though someone might be in a toxic relationship, even if it might be abusive, if you judge or criticize someone, they might get defensive about their decision and double down and try and justify it because they don't want to look dumb. <laughs> it's a crazy thing, but we as human beings do that. It's like, oh, well, you're criticizing it. I have to like now defend my position and I'm not going to be open to it. I'm not going to be soft. I'm going to justify it. And now you right. miss that opportunity to really help them. You put them now in a space where they're doubling down because of that criticism they don't want to look wrong. Now they're more concerned about proving you wrong than they are about being healthy within their relationship. So just be aware that is a human condition. And, um, you know, those things might get triggered. 
if you go into the role of, of ju- being judgmental or, or criticizing them. And let, let's be clear, you know, criticism is not being direct. It can be direct, and it, but, it, but criticism is not what we mean when, when Matthias says that he and I have a relationship where we can be more direct with each other. It does not mean that he's going to be critical or judgmental in his approach. It means that he's going to be direct and honest and to the point. So just because you are direct does not mean you have to be critical or judgmental. Yeah. And it's more to state things as an observer, say, hey, I'm observing you being more depressed or being very anxious or very frustrated over this, and I'm really concerned about you. It's not to say that you're doing something wrong. You made a bad decision. You know, you're stupid. It's, it's an observation that you're making that you can be very honest about it from a place that you care. Like, Hey, this is what I'm seeing. Are you seeing this? I just want to make sure it's on your radar. Okay, cool. You got that. I care about you. I just want to make sure you're good. Like that's a very different thing than, you know, questioning their decision-making or why they're doing it or, you know, that's wrong. That's, you know, that's wrong. That's right. Whatever that is, it's just an observation from a place of you care and you want to make sure that they're aware of it. Yeah. And to that point, that's what, that's the next thing on our list is you want to make sure that they know that you, that you care and, and that you did by doing that, you're going to check in with them. You're going to check in, you're going to see how they're doing. You're going to see what progress they're making. So you, you've established that you've told them you're always there. Now prove it. Now check in with them. Now, now see what's going on next in their life. See, see what kind of progress they're making, or maybe they've had a setback. That's not the time. Once again, that's not the time to criticize. That's the time to be there for support. Maybe they, maybe sometimes in a relationship, you have to take two steps back before you can make three steps forward and, and, and make it for the door. So definitely be supportive and, uh, and check in. Yeah. And the, that check-in process isn't a one-time thing, especially if they're in an ongoing situation, it's checking in routinely throughout that time, just saying, Hey, just checking in on you. How's everything going? And then you can go back into those things, like reminding them about some of the good things about themselves, building up their character mm-hmm. throughout that. So it's those little, you know, think of it, those little, uh, you know, positive reinforcement of your relationship and your care about them and their value as a person to, you know, get them through whatever the situation is. So it, it might be the relationship itself is deteriorating or it might be something going on within them that's making their relationship hard. You don't know the complexities of it, but just showing up and being consistent is, you know, something to do when you're, you know, when you're being supportive. That's how how you actually are supportive is being consistent in that. It, it means a lot. And lastly, um, in this entire process is being honest. You do not want to be in a situation where you're exaggerating things, you're bringing your emotions or your baggage, and that could be a really challenging thing, especially if you've been in a toxic or, um, you know, a relationship that was abusive or anything like that. You might over-exaggerate things and you could say, hey, if they did this, then they're going to do this, that, the other. You could start exaggerating things. You could start bringing your own emotions. You don't want to, you know, exacerbate the uh, idea of trauma and now have them worrying about things that don't really exist yet 
or you don't want to play down things that are of real honest concern for you. So this is just really taking a moment, going to the heart and say, Hey, you know what? You're my friend. I care about you, or you're my lover. You're my partner. You're my family member, whatever it is. I really care about you. And this is what I'm seeing. And it really matters to me. Maybe I'm seeing things wrong or whatever, but I I've known you for a long time and this is what I'm feeling. You know, I just want to be honest with you, but from a loving, supporting way, how can I be, how can I be here for you? So using those, those type of things will help versus going into, you know, exaggerated situations. I think that, you know, this is basically a pillar of what we talk about on all of our episodes. It doesn't matter whether you're getting into polyamorous relationships, whether you're talking about kink, whether you're talking about opening up a monogamous relationship, or whether you're, we're talking about helping someone out of a toxic relationship. The pillar of what we talk about is being honest being honest with yourself, being honest with your partner, being honest with your friends about what they are in, what they are doing to themselves and, and how they, how you can help them to get out of it. Yeah. So we've got a couple of ways that you can offer help. If you don't feel like you're, um, educated enough or, you don't feel like you're helping enough. Here's, here's some outlets that you can offer as well to a friend who's in a toxic relationship, potentially, especially a domestic violent relationship in this case. Um, this is the National Domestic Violence Hotline, and their phone number is 800-799-7233. Once again, 800-799-7233. Then we've also got the uh, thehotline.org. That's www.thehotline.org. And then we've also got www.crisistextline.org and uh, they can they can get you the help that you guys need or, or pass you on to somebody that can help you. Um, definitely these resources are out there for you to help and to look into. So please use them if necessary. Definitely. And you know, the last thing to say is this can be challenging but, you know, coming from a place where we're trying to live quality, honest lives where, you know, we can connect, we can have fun, we can have great relationships in whatever configuration it is. So, you know, that's one thing that we always encourage is to actually look out for each other. And this is this can be a challenging thing, understanding boundaries of other people's relationships and things like that. But just coming from a heart centered space where you honestly care about the person and you're doing your best not to be overly involved, but to, you know, come from the heart and, you know, listen to, to what they need and, and do your best in, in supporting someone you care about. That's, uh, that's what we're all about here. Yes. So we would like to say thank you again for joining us at this Kinkist podcast and find that friend support them be honest, build them up use the different resources to help them get through challenging times. And until next time, we always want to encourage you to stay kinky, my friends. Stay kinky, my friends. Are you tired of online communities full of ghosts, bots, catfish, and time wasters? Does a community built upon the pillars of consent, education, and radical inclusion interest you? Head on over to kinkus.com to sign up and help us create a community of people dedicated to the consensual play, fun, education, and creativity. Kinkus.com. What are you into?